0: Welcome to the OSG Connections podcast, the place to hear from people who make OSG better together. I'm your host, Jim Carr. This episode is a conversation about an important topic, one that affects one out of every eight women and of course their families and friends and communities as well. We're recording this episode in October, 2021 during Breast Cancer Awareness Month is a topic worth talking about anytime. We're joined today by Sharice Brantley and Michelle Shinholster, two OSG colleagues with remarkable stories of their own and who are a source of inspiration and support for everyone around them. I know you'll enjoy our conversation with Sharice and Michelle. Welcome uh, to you, uh, Cerise and Michelle. It is a real treat to have you here on the OSG Connections podcast, particularly this time of year, as we'll talk about. But but also, this is a topic that is so important that this will be something that we'll want to talk about and refer people to throughout the year, as we're recording during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, if I may introduce you both, and then we'll have uh, what is likely to be a very enlightening and very important conversation. So Cerise, you're on the quality side for nine years. You've been part of NCP, now OSG. Could ask you to just introduce yourself a bit in terms of your role and uh, what your colleagues and work life is like and your family. And then we'll introduce Michelle as well. But Cerise, you first.
1: Hi, yes. My name is Cerise Brantley and I've been in Alabama for about nine years. And um, I've also been with the company NCP OSG for nine years. I moved here to, to help out with my father that um, had some health issues. I sent him up north because he's got he 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 had gotten too much to take care of. So now I'm just down I'm I'm here by myself. But I fly home often. Well, before the pandemic, I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully you'll be back in that pattern uh, soon and and be able to help out and and keep those connections as well. Thank you, Cerise. Michelle Schinholster, you are coming at us from New Jersey, where uh, you've been described as a voice of OSG there at corporate. Could you tell us a bit about your role there as an HR manager and what is the voice of OSG about?
2: Well, if you call into the OSG line, my voice is actually recorded. So that's why. And I've been told that my voice is soothing when we have stressful situations.
0: (laughs) And and it is indeed uh, a soothing voice. And these days, Michelle, uh, aren't they all stressful situations? So that's an important role to be able to set the tone that way. Our conversation is specific to breast cancer awareness month and again this is this is an, an area that's so important and touches so many people across OSG and across our communities that uh, it's one to refer to a lot. Michelle if I may start with you because you have shared with me a mantra about telling your story and what a great what a great platform here on the OSG connections podcast for you to tell your story and yours has so many twists and turns uh, as well. So if you could walk us through a bit about your experience with this and and uh, what's brought you to this point today.
2: So I was diagnosed with breast cancer on 9-11 and I was actually in Manhattan that morning and was back at my job that same day when everything else started happening. So everyone has the thing where they say, where were you? 9-11. And I will always remember that. I've been with OSG for 16 years. When I came, I had just uh, finished up with some breast cancer treatment and came here. OSG has been my family for 16 years. Uh, they have seen me with no hair, some hair, a lot of hair, curly hair, and now gray hair. So it's all about support. It's all about tell your story. And I just think this is something that we should take the time to share.
0: Cerise, if I may ask you to do the same in terms of uh, your story, especially as it relates to uh, to breast cancer, your family, and, uh, and what has brought you to this point today.
1: Okay, so I found out in July 2018, 20- 18 that I had breast cancer I got the call I remember very vividly I was at work and the lady gave me the information the, the diagnosis over the phone and I let out a very piercing scream and fell to the floor and I prayed while I was down here and when I got up I was thinking that I can't this is not a time to be weak I have to be strong because if I'm gonna beat this I have to keep my mind right. And I have to be strong. And on top of it, I, like I said, I had sent my father up north. I am the only person here. So I'm reaching out for support system, but it's none around, you know? So I had to rethink that too, but I got through it. I got through it.
0: What was the support system like at work? and in other parts of the community at the time, where where could you go And a time where you could feel very, very alone?
1: I have to say this. Um, the job has really been supportive when it came to the surgeries and me being out and checking on me and making sure that uh, I was okay. You know, my um, coworkers, very good. And then when I came back and I had an... I had to rearrange my schedule and things like that. My manager at the time was very helpful with that. So they were very understanding and that helped out a lot.
0: Did you have other local sources of support at the time? Because I'm sure you're thinking about your father, you're thinking about other people and whom you want to support, but in those times, it's uh, sometimes hard for us to think about the people who we really need to get support from. So, your family, and you've got work. Do you have other other sources of support there in the community?
1: I really needed someone here. So when I didn't have that family member, that close person to lean on, it was really my doctors and my coworkers. That's all I really had. Uh, my family, you know, they were very supportive when it came to phone calls and making sure that, you know, I was, you know, my attitude was, was good, you know? Um, so that's really all I have.
0: It sounds like it. And Michelle, you have not only your rather remarkable story, I mean, all of this happening on nine 2001 and, uh, and then just a, a, a string of events here over the last two decades as well. You also have the perspective of, of an HR manager, and you see how tough times and challenges and scary times affect your your coworkers and your colleagues across the company. Just any reactions there to, to what Cerise's experience was and how important the her work uh, environment and her friends and her network were at that time?
2: Yeah, I um, it actually brought a tear to me because everyone doesn't have the support and i am so grateful and thankful for my support system so i have my church i have my mom i have my sister alma that actually (laughs) lost her job but got paid for the whole year and she literally took me to every session we found a surgeon plastic surgeon to do you know, the reconstruction and was just everyone was so very, very supportive and continues to be supportive to me. So I think the most important thing we can do is tell our story. As an HR manager, I have heard so many stories over the years. And, you know, I've sat and cried with people with their diagnosis. We've had some people leave us some of our people have left and they didn't well they beat the challenge and they beat it on the other side so i I believe that there's a healing on the other side too if you can't be healed and delivered on this side there is another side and that's where your healing lies but um we've seen many people come so everybody's family is affected and um, i'm really grateful for osg because we have set a standard and I hope I can continue that standard that says if there's a need, we can rise to it. And our family has changed a lot over the years, but I'm still here and I'm grateful. And I always want to be that light in the dark.
0: That's such a a powerful visual, uh, aside from being the soothing voice of OSG (laughs) as well, Michelle. I I think it'd be interesting for us here in, in this time, in this conversation on the podcast to talk at a couple of levels, well, actually several. So first there's the personal part that just, as you say, being able to share your story and the powerful emotions, I'm just imagining, uh, Cerise, uh, that the, that moment you described, which was overwhelming, physically overwhelming to you when you found out that bad news and, and what, what that's like when we're dealing with these kinds of challenges. But also to talk a bit about how organizationally for OSG and then just our, our network, our network of, of colleagues and co-workers in our communities and how what people should know and how they can help. Michelle, if I may ask you from that HR manager standpoint, you mentioned OSG and and the support network, maybe some of the mechanisms that your colleagues might not even know about. So if uh, if they have worries about this, whether it's breast cancer, some other health challenges and that might be present. What exists within OSG today, formally and informally, that can help people and families through these kinds of, of difficult times?
2: So we have an EAP, an Employee Assistance Program. If you have Aetna Insurance, you also, there are case managers that can help you and reach out to your local HR person. We're a team. So I know many, it's, you know, I'm not dealing just with breast cancer. I have a network of people all over the place. And I think it's important that we as a company continue to share our stories so that when the executive's wife, I've spoken to them through the years of, hey, Michelle, I just got diagnosed. And I'm saying, wow, you know, that's, That's something, but we need to be able to have an answer, have an ear, and a lot of times people just wanna listen. I think what we can do as HR managers, we should listen and compel people to feel free that they can come to a safe space. And I have, we've gotten free mammograms for people. We've done walks. Some of the other companies, I believe Gabriel Group does some fabulous stuff with a local. So uh, we're gonna get back to that. I know walking is a little bit scary right now. Sharice and I actually talked about the walk and she was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna skip it this year. Skipped it last year. And but we can do things locally in our communities. And I'm hoping that, a lot of our companies are community-based and they're doing something locally so it's wonderful avon uh susan g komen they do wonderful things they do a lot of research but if you need help and if you need a mammogram don't call them because that's not that's not their function but there are local community things and um I work with a lot of things. So I do this all year. This isn't, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but people are diagnosed, one in eight women in a room, one of them is going to get it. So it is our job to make sure that we are empowering people with, you can make it. It's a scary diagnosis, but Charisse and I are here and so many others. There were a lot of people that I reached out to that just didn't want to tell their story live. but they were like, Michelle, you talk for me. And I'm like, you know, I will, because I like to talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's so valuable to be able to talk and and, uh, and share in whatever format we can. And Sharice, I, I I think it would be a good time to, as you've had your experience going through this and from a less of an organizational, but just more of a friend and, and coworker network, I remember when, when my mother had uh, breast cancer many years ago, we are, uh, as, a, as a society, as a community, much more informed and much more aware of things. But even at that time, oftentimes people, whether it was, uh, even if it wasn't themselves, but they had a friend or family member who was diagnosed with breast cancer, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say. They, they want to care, but they don't want to say the wrong thing, or they, they might have some misconceptions, misperceptions What would you, given your experience, uh, Sharice, what would you tell people maybe that they don't quite fully know or appreciate or understand about this when you went through it about how they can help a friend or a family member who might be affected?
1: Okay. The kind of help that I needed, I had to work around what I needed and I had to reach out for what was available to me. But what I would have really wanted was the support of my family. And like I said, it was, but it was from a distance. When the person that's dealing with the cancer tells you they're tired, let them sleep. Um, When they're talking to you, they need you to listen. They They need to be heard. And they need to also know that they're not going through this by themselves. And we can make it. That's what I needed to know, that I was gonna
0: beat this. I was going to make it, make it. You are evidence of that yourself. Both of you are for sure. Michelle, are are there other areas of just whether it be guidance or information or encouragement that you'd like to share across OSG right now? And and Cherise, I'll ask you the same in a moment. But uh, Michelle, to, to you, what are things that people ought to know, know about or Again, maybe it's just a a note of encouragement that you think is important to share as we share stories here.
2: Early detection is the best possible cure. Um, it doesn't only affect women. It affects men right now. I have a dear friend whose mother died of breast cancer and he was recently diagnosed with breast cancer and, um, you know it affects people and if we if we find it early enough we can we can we can make it and so i solicit every person to have a mammogram you know and um not just october you know think about it feel those breasts up <laughs> and for men too it's it's um this affects your entire life it affects your family's life it affects every caregiver so where i have cancer but my caregivers you know it affects their daily it affects you at work so let's be a little bit more considerate to those that are going under treatment that are in treatment and let's listen that's what sheree said sometimes people just want to talk It doesn't matter that you don't have the answer. I don't always have the answer, but sometimes just a listening ear is great. And just, um, I mean, we've had a lot of changes of people leaving, uh, but I've still got a few great supporters here of me that are, you know what, you're gonna make it. I just had someone call me last night and show me that they made me a big breast cancer ribbon And she's like, I was thinking of you, wanted to do an art project and guess what? It's you, breast cancer awareness. So people know that I've got breast cancer stuff all in my office and it's not just for October. So be supportive. And um, if you don't know, ask, I guess that's it. And um, I'm gonna continue to tell my story everywhere I go, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to say I'm a three-time cancer survivor. And um, yeah, that's me.
0: And, and that's you with um, really remarkable physical strength and, and spiritual strength that comes through as well, and, and your desire to help others in your position and, and given your experience. Uh, Michelle, that's so good. Charisse, you what are the things that you'd like to at, at this point across OSG that people should know, should think about and do?
1: So we do have the people that look at us and say, there's nothing wrong with you because I'm sitting here with the same face that I bring to OSG. I smile. I, I don't have time to be grumpy. I don't have time to be mean. I mean, and I'm always trying to reach out to someone else. I have a lot of people that I work with who's Grandmothers, fathers have some type of cancer. And we just always try, you know, in passing, have a brief conversation about that, how that person is doing. They ask how I'm doing. And that connection is the key to everything. When you know that you're not doing this by yourself, that's the biggest blessing.
0: Wise words. Uh, Therese Brantley, Michelle Shinholster, Thank you both so much. We arranged this conversation on relatively short notice and uh, you were quick to want to help and want to share your stories and share your encouragement. So I'd like to thank you both for being part of a really special conversation on the uh, OSG Connections podcast. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is designed to serve you and everyone across OSG. We want to hear what you think about this episode and what you would like to hear in the future. Which topics are most interesting? Which people would you like to hear from? Who has a story worth sharing? We want to also include shout outs and acknowledgments from you. So if there's someone you know deserving a shout out, even if they aren't being interviewed on the OSG Connections podcast, then by all means, let us know and we will let all of OSG know. For any of those reasons, send an email to podcast at osgconnect.com. And if you haven't done so already, then please push the button that says subscribe. That means each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your podcast player. So you won't even have to think about it. You can listen on your schedule. Thanks for joining us, spreading the word and making connections.